0: You're listening to a Count Out Podcast.
1: Three, two, one. Hello, people of Earth, and hello, people of the Super J Cast fandom. My name is Curtis Spears, and I'm here today to break down for you Best of the Super Juniors, night four from Aichi Prefectural Gymnasium. But I'm not going to be doing it alone. I've got Rafe Houston of the Faces and Feels podcast. Do it with me. Buddy, how are you doing today, Rafe?
0: I'm doing really good. Thank you, Curtis. This is great, man. We're like one of those tag teams that's been put together. We're just two random singles wrestlers. Don't even know each other, but guess what? We're now in the tournament, and that's going to be uh, really interesting to see how it shakes out. We'll see if Joel... Uh, and Damon are good matchmakers.
1: I, I think they are. We've, we've actually become best friends behind the scenes. I don't know if uh, they knew that that was going to happen. I'm not sure how they knew it was going to happen, but it just magically happened. So that's pretty cool.
0: It is. We're kind um, of like the same dude, but just like in different parts of the world in a lot of things. We share a lot of the same interests, so that helps.
1: Yeah, it's really fun. Uh, I'm, I'm an American living in London talking about a Japanese wrestling promotion with a dude in Australia. Who it's also really likes?
0: Internet, yeah, know it's weird. Who also really likes Japanese wrestling? Who also has a show that regularly interviews deathmatch wrestlers <laughs> and, and kind of anybody else that I can meet?
1: Yeah, no, your show is really entertaining. One of the coolest things about your show is that you have such access to people around the world. Uh, I, I was shocked that you had a person who I've grew up watching Darren McCarty of the Red Wings, the Detroit Red Wings, the most hated team in the NHL for me. And you're sitting there talking to him about his Stanley cup run, his flirtations with death match wrestling and his, his pro wrestling fandom in general. Oh, what a great show, man. That was fantastic.
0: Thank you, man. That was really kind of special and a little bit strange for me because like in Australia, we don't have ice, so I didn't know who <laughs> McCarty was. I knew him from ICW No Holds Barred, a promotion that I watch regularly on IWTV. He had a match there with a wrestler named Brandon Kirk, and I really liked it. And then he followed me on Twitter, and I just kind of was like, thanks for the thing, and we got talking, and we became friends. So, yeah, it was it was really cool. Um, I've got quite a few interviews there that I'm really proud of. I'm up to, like I don't know, 85 episodes or something now, but I'm somebody who, if you go all the way back to my first episode – It's called Where to Start with New Japan. And that was what I started my podcast intending it to be. I was inspired by shows like the Super J-Cast and we're going to be inspired by the Spotlight series. But it was mainly I just wanted to kind of talk about the stuff I liked and also my own trips to Japan. I've been there many times now, really enjoyed it. And, And then the interview stuff just sort of, started to spiral out of that so it's been a bit of a crazy run uh and it's kind of a, a little bit of a dream come true to be involved with the super j cast right now i've been listening you know since before it was super j cast since like the puro cast you know so this is going to be pretty awesome have you been a fan of the show for a long time
1: uh i wouldn't say a long time i've been a fan of the show maybe two years now uh i just discovered it a couple of years ago what i well Oh, gosh, it's been longer than that now. I've been in England for almost four years now, so I've been oh, a fan of about, for about four years now. Oh, that's awesome. So that was, that was a good time. Uh, I love the show. Uh, New Japan is where I hang my hat. I'm, I don't really watch much other wrestling, uh, but Piro, Piro's it for me. I discovered it when I was a little kid. My, I grew up watching WCW with my father. My dad's a redneck from way back, so... <laughs> I was raised on that Southern wrestling yeah. and I remember the first time, the first time I saw Jushin Liger, I remember the first time I saw the great Muda and I was hooked ever since. So New Japan's my, New Japan's my love and my passion, man.
0: Absolutely. I was saying to you off mic and stuff that like with everything I've been doing for the show and kind of all the coverage and that, I haven't been able to watch as much as I used to, you know, About I keep priced of everything and I'm honestly like uh, watch it whenever i can but i there was a time when i was just watching absolutely everything i've been to like i said i've been to japan a bunch of times uh, like for wrestle kingdoms i actually went to the same wrestle kingdom that joel first went to to wrestle kingdom 12 uh we didn't run into each other there maybe we did i don't know <laughs> but uh but uh but yeah there's been a few kind of um crossing of the
1: ways and stuff like that so yeah it's gonna I'm be so fun jealous to- of that. <laughs> oh, dude. So jealous. have you ever been or no uh, no, the, the farthest I've ever been out of my own country of America was to England and I just kind of stayed here. So, <laughs>
0: <laughs> Well, hopefully the world sorts its shit out uh, and, you know, there's a time in the future we can all, you know, meet up in Japan because it really is the best place. Like Damon had said on the podcast that there's life before Tokyo and life after Tokyo and I 100% agree with everything he's said. So, yeah. This is, this is going to be great, man. This is going to, going to be really exciting. I love the show today and I'm really looking forward to talking about it. I do have to tell you, though, that I, I kind of was talking to a few friends and let them know uh, that this was happening and we were hosting the show and what was going on with Joel. And so I did have a couple of friends say they may call in. So we'll have to just see how that kind of goes and then, you know, maybe we'll hear a couple of friendly faces.
1: Live reaction sounds fantastic. Yeah, I yeah. Like we'll that have idea. to see. We'll have to see. So let's let's go ahead and start breaking down the matches while we're at it. Uh, match one for night four of tonight was uh, a Young Lion match between Yuta Nakashima and Ryohei Oiwa. Uh, it was a draw with Oiwa, uh, Oiwa ending the plus position. Uh, this was in Oiwa's hometown. Mm-hmm. So it was a, a lot of fun. These kids were showing a lot of fire tonight. Have any of the Young Lions really stood out to you?
0: So Oiwa is the one who stood out to me, mainly because it's the first time my wife's watched it with me in a while. And she couldn't stop talking about how handsome he was. And I was like, yeah, that dude's straight up beautiful. Like, <laughs> uh, I'm like, g- give him the, the coats and the championships and all the stuff. That, like, he's somebody you could build New Japan about. Much like uh, Uemura, uh, who's currently on excursion or whatever. These two kind of like tick all the boxes like in looks and skill and build and all those things. So yeah, he stood out
1: immediately. Yeah, it looks like owa has been gaining a little bit of muscle uh, now that his hair is growing back from the time he shaved his mm-hmm. head. it's it, He's starting to fill out a little bit more. He looks like a normal human being. Uh, <laughs> I, I saw his very first match uh, a couple of months ago when he first started wrestling as a young lion, and he looks so mean. Like, you say that he looks handsome, but when I saw him, I said, that dude looks mean. Really? He looks lean, fast, hungry. And I I thought this this guy's going to have uh, a heel written all over him.
0: Yeah, right. No, that's really interesting. Um, The other guy as well had like a real kind of lantern jaw, like a kind of bigger physical guy, and he kind
1: of looked like he was putting on a lot of size as well. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Yeah, that was uh, Yuto Nakashima. Nakashima. Yeah, he's... he was the young lion from uh, many months ago, who in about 15 seconds into his first match, he tore his shoulder and had to sit out for a while. Oh
0: so, no! Yeah, that's yeah, no. Now good he's at all.
1: now he's back to competing regularly, and it's uh, it's pretty cool to see because we've got now we've got three, uh, looks like promising young lions that uh really have some. Was that a phone? Oh, oh, uh, that might actually be our first call there,
0: buddy. Um, hang on. Let oh. me just let me just uh see what's going on here. Hang on one moment,
1: caller. You're on the air,
0: Joel. This is Gino Gambino. And I just want to say, how dare you take any time off the Super J cast and leave this man in charge. A quick congratulations. Hope the family is well. And well done, mate. Look forward to hearing you back soon. And there we go. Gino Gambino. <laughs> yeah, I'm the, the. that's a pretty big name there. A uh, friend of the show, Gino Gambino, uh, when he found out that Joel was off to have his baby boy, uh, he wanted to put in his congratulations so thanks for your time geno oh, a, that was awesome
1: what a beautiful moment wow that's fantastic man you you said you had surprises i didn't i didn't know you had surprise surprises
0: <laughs> you know uh <laughs> you you meet a few people along the way i was really happy to pass on that message for geno to joel and yeah before we get too far into it let's uh, let's give our congratulations to joel to Mally, to esther to arthur and hopefully everybody's you know doing really well and obviously damon on vacation as well hopefully he's not working too hard
1: yeah, congratulations to Damon on drinking as many margaritas as I'm I'm sure he possibly can. So. <laughs> I love it. Anyway, sorry to, <laughs> to ambush you with that. I appreciate it. That's that's a good that's a good sp- uh, place for us to stop. We can start talking about match number 2 now. Yeah, let's go. Uh, second match of the night which was the first best of the Super Juniors tournament match, Yoshinobu Kanemaru sitting at 2 wins, 4 total points versus Doki also sitting at 2 wins, 4 total points. This match, Doki, he's been having a great tournament so far. He's been busting his ass in New Japan for years, and he's finally getting some real recognition now. Uh, Suzuki gun I think, should put together a never six-man team and get Doki a belt. Mm -hmm. Uh, This match was better than it had any right to be. There was Mm -hmm. some uh, Suzuki gun shenanigans where they were uh, threatening each other's weapons at ringside. Doki's pipe and uh, Kanemaru's whiskey bottle. Lots of fun to be had, but in the meantime, they were just hitting great moves on each other. Absolutely. Uh, Don't you think
0: uh, like Kanemaru as well for his age, like looks way younger. The dude's like 45. He can still go. He absolutely kills it. And when you talk about like uh, Suzuki-Gun shenanigans as well, like the craftiness always kind of stands out with those guys. Like when Doki goes to jump out of the ring and instead of staying there for it, Kanemaru immediately jumps over the next railing to be like even further (laughs) away. I was like, yeah, why don't more people
1: do that? (laughs) Ken just he's such a crafty veteran. He is, isn't he? And the the best part about their shenanigans, uh, their shenanigans are cheeky and fun, whereas the House of Torture shenanigans are tragic.
0: And boring. Yeah.
1: It's it's terrible. House of Torture, (laughs)
0: Haunted Castle. I call them the Hot Boys, H-O-T, Hot Boys.
1: Works pretty well. I I mean, yeah, I mean, sure, except for... I, I guess Dick Togo's not really a hot boy, but, like, show and evil are attractive men. We can call them the hot boys. Right,
0: exactly. I think you're forgetting Ujero's giant jeans that we were talking about the other day. Oh, well.
1: Ujero's beautiful mom jeans? <laughs> it looks like he brought trip pants from a from a Hot Topic in, like, 1999. And, it, you know, so I would expect superfluous pockets and chains hanging off of them, and he's going to go to a corn limp biscuit show or something.
0: That's what I was like. I was like, I haven't seen pants like that since I was wearing them in, like, 2002. <laughs> <laughs> dreadlocks down my back it was sick but yeah anyway so, him back yeah,
1: this this really does seem to me to be a doki uh, congratulatory tournament right yeah, now he's yeah. he's killing he it man did he's not killing. get the win he mm-hmm. did not get the win today mm-hmm. uh kanamaro win with the wins with a deep impact mm-hmm. uh, what i think is they should actually since they're both suzuki goon Put those two together, let them go on a, on a run yes. for the junior tag belts while, while Despy is carrying the junior heavyweight title. Mm-hmm. That'd be a lot of fun, and it might add a little bit of spice to a boring division right now.
0: Yeah, I think that would be a great team, and I think Canamaro would have a lot to like teach Doki. You know? like, I, I think that could be really cool. I, I agree
1: 100%. All right, so let's break down match number three. Master Wado sitting at one win, two points, versus Taiji Ishimori with two wins, four points, and this one really impressed me. I, I've I've been kind of soft on Watto. I know a lot of people are hard on him, and a lot of people love him. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of somewhere in the middle. I mm-hmm. uh, wasn't really impressed at first, but it seems like lately his confidence is showing a lot more. Uh, Ishimori was working his arm because he's been winning a lot with the Bone Lock. Uh, Wado, though, was really getting that babyface sympathy that yeah. he used to get as a young lion back mm-hmm. before his excursion. Um, of course Lamistica goes into Bone Lock and seals it for Taiji Ishimori, but I thought it was a really exciting final stretch. Mm-hmm. Um, what what did you think about this match and what do you think about Master Wado in general?
0: Like at first I definitely hated the gimmick and everything when it came in, but it feels like he's starting to like find his own a little bit for sure. Um, he's you know building up confidence. He's building up his body. He's kind of got some cooler colors going with the dark blue instead of the thing. He does have that Karen haircut, uh, which is he does uh, he does want to speak to the manager of wrestling. <laughs> I saw Joel's tweet like that. And I I loved it. It was hell funny. Um, but that even kind of suits him. So yeah, I think I think he's coming along, man. Like at first, he used to when he used to enter the ring, he used to look like that meme of that dog where it's got the nervous vest on like you know the one where it's yeah. like <laughs> he, like a deer in the headlights bro he looks so shocked but but he's he's picking up steam man and so even though he didn't pick up the wind there i definitely think he's looking better and you can start to see an upside you know uh and then ishimori himself uh i love that he's ditched the like shredder type motif and he's now got that kind of military cap skull like actually looking like some kind of bone soldier um that was really cool and he's so crisp though i will say that doki for me sometimes his moves are a little bit i don't know sloppy or risky and i do worry like in execution sometimes i'm like oh that doesn't look like it's gonna land right you know so i mean yeah he's gonna pick up Did i say doki or did i say Wato? Mm. you said doki still yeah yeah. Everybody knew what I meant. I'm not here to spoof spoofing. We knew Bob's you sorry. meant what.
1: Yeah, no, Wado Wado didn't really have to worry about landing moves crisply in in CMLL because no one else does. So I think that's a thing he's got to unlearn.
0: Works out perfect.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, it's it's sad that you mentioned the uh, the actual Super Shredder helmet. I I miss the Super Shredder helmet. I think oh, it looks it? cool. I like his new jacket and I like the new gear with the uh, with the camouflage on it, mm-hmm. but man, I miss that super cool Super Shredder helmet. I mean, it was
0: definitely cool, but I was like, what is Bone Soldier about this? Like, in any way.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure what is Bone Soldier about Taiji Ishimori to begin with. Mm. I mean, uh, wasn't he like a heartthrob character in Noah? Mm,
0: I don't know. I'm not really a Noah
1: guy uh, in any way, so
0: I'm not... The person to to speak on it in all the japanese wrestling i've been fortunate enough to see live they're the uh, the only ones i haven't i think but nowhere in all japan i haven't seen but i've seen like everything else
1: <laughs> oh you probably did you catch any like big japan uh death match shows and stuff like you that No, i there? did
0: wrestle kingdom in that year uh, wrestle kingdom 12 was the reason i got into death match wrestling
1: so we were there
0: and we were trying to see whatever wrestling we could, you know, and just went to like the Corraquan Hall box office, like, yo, what else is on? And walked into a show uh, and, and ended up seeing stuff by accident. And then it was like, oh man, this is pretty, it's pretty awesome. <laughs> and then, uh, That kind of changed the entire direction of, of stuff that I liked.
1: I'll, I think I'll become a prolific podcaster about this exact subject right now
0: <laughs> I wouldn't call myself prolific but I, I have been fortunate enough to end up just meeting a lot of people and you know like what it's like when you sort of meet people and stuff you like it just snowboards and then they introduce you to somebody else and blah 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 and you kind of just go down this wormhole uh, forever but it's um yeah, it's an amazing community, man. I know you, you were saying that you haven't really been into any Deathmatch stuff historically, uh, but there's definitely some good stuff I can recommend. And that goes for anybody. If you want to know some good stuff, uh, I can definitely help you find your way uh, into that kind of stuff. Oh, what's that? Oh, Hello, Hello. caller. Yeah, look. caller, you're on the air. Yo, what's up, Joel? It's Aaron Hennady here from New Japan Pro Wrestling. And on behalf of the United Empire, we just want to wish you congratulations uh, for you and your wife, Molly, on the birth of your baby boy, little Arthur. Hope he turns out to be a king. Uh, Keep up the good work of the Super J cast and uh, we'll keep tuning in. Eh? Thank you, brother. Take care.
1: Thank you, Aaron Hanare. Oh, wow. Well, isn't this day just full of surprises? (laughs) It's the wrestling gods just keep giving. What man. a fantastic time.
0: Man, I've been really fortunate to meet like a lot of great people uh, since I've been doing the podcast and since I've been traveling and going to wrestling. So yeah, it was nice that a bunch of the guys wanted to contribute and said they were going to call in. So <laughs> it's pretty good. I'm sorry to keep hijacking the show. My phone just keeps blowing up. So on oh, to the no, next well, match My popular
1: man. You're a popular man. You got to do things. People expect things of you. <laughs>
0: I'm not sure that's true. But <laughs> the <laughs> These are all, I will say uh, of the, these couple of guests there, amazing people who have been very giving of their time uh, and are genuine, hard-working wrestlers, you know, and fans of wrestling. Uh, and they are too, and they're fans of the Super J-Cast. So when I um I told them what I was doing and stuff, they were right away didn't even hesitate because they've been very aware of the Super J-Cast for a long time.
1: That's awesome. And who isn't a fan of the Super J-Cast? I don't know. If, well, if they're, if they're not, fans. they're wrong. They're just wrong. 100% right. Let's move What's on to next? match four. Yeah. Yeah, we had a match with uh, Yo versus my wife's favorite wrestler, Ryusuke Taguchi. Ooh. So, uh, Yo is currently sitting at zero points, zero wins. Oh, yeah. Very sad time for Yo. Uh, Ryusuke Taguchi sitting at two points with one win.
0: Can I just say one uh, thing that, that Yo isn't sitting at zero on is pockets, because he had hundreds of them oh, on his body,
1: <laughs> he looks like Rob Liefeld drawing Deadpool back in the nineties. <laughs> it was ridiculous. I was like, "What's in all of those?" Pockets. I'm sure he had like a snack. Uh, his his mom like gave him, made sure he had a Snickers bar on him or something. Oh, like whatever energy Snickers can
0: give him clearly wasn't enough that he couldn't get the job done against Deguchi. Though,
1: can I tell you? Can I tell you the thing that struck me the most when this match first started? Place yo. And Ryusuke, They're they're doing the, their initial lockups and, and trading, and Yo's giving these like half cocky smiles, and he's playing into Taguchi's shenanigans. Mm-hmm. And uh, do you not realize you're on zero points? Yeah, uh, you should you should be looking more serious, more concerned. If you don't care. Why should I care? Yeah. What do you have to be cocky about? You're a loser. <laughs> you're, you're not even you're not the best with, ex-member of Rapongi 3K <laughs> you're, you're not moving with any urgency right now and, and finally it's like 7 minutes in I think was where, where the match really started, Yo finally wakes up, he does a big tope to the outside, some good power moves uh, Toguchi threw a gorgeous tiger suplex, Yo then turns around and throws a gorgeous snapdragon suplex it's a much better match from there uh, Toguchi won with the Dodon Yo's last win and thanks to Liam on the Super Cast Discord for finding this out. Yo's last win was july twenty fourth of this year. Oh he was God. part of a six man chaos versus Suzuki goon tag match. Ugh. That's near half a year this dude's gone without a win dude
0: that's that's rough, man, and it's rough to hear. um yeah, i I don't know where they're going with Yo. I don't think he knows. I don't think they know when he first came back, you know, from the injury and sort of had that match with. Um, with show when he had too many straps on him, uh, he likes to have too many accessories and stuff. And he had that terrible out of time music, uh, and things like that. I, I knew he was lost from that moment. I'm like, they do not know what they're doing. Um, is, I, it,
1: is it that they don't know what they're doing or that he doesn't care what they're doing? It seems like he, I don't he's know. maybe got other interests right now. I don't know. What would the other interests be? Pockets? Like snowboarding, hitting pockets, the slopes. He looks like a snowboarder.
0: Yeah, exactly. I would, What I will say, the highlights of this match for me were all based around your wife's favourite wrestler, Toguchi. A lot of people will give Toguchi shit and Yano shit and stuff like that because, you know, they're not the serious wrestlers. They're not the guys that are going to be delivering the five stars and stuff like that. What I will say for me is that they're crucial members of the roster because when you come through and you do tournaments and stuff like this. They give somebody like Yo the opportunity to run back and forward on the ropes 15 times in a row. They give Yo the opportunity to rest and not be injured while Taguchi sells his ass laying on the ground with his feet in the air for like five minutes, which was hilarious by the way. I was in stitches as he just lay this like – <laughs> like a statue for like ages. And then Yo starts to scream at him and they're like counting him like <laughs> you know one, two, and he's just like like a, a
1: statue. Dead still. Dead still. So
0: funny, oh. man. And, like, I can understand why they're not for everybody, but I always look at wrestling shows like a variety show, you know? And not everybody can be delivering the six-star match, you know? So I, I think that's why they'll always have, like, such a big part of New Japan because those are those are crucial characters.
1: Speaking of crucial characters, ooh, match number five. Bushi sitting at two wins <laughs> with four points against Sho. <sighs> show tonight. show three wins and six points
0: shows the man oh in this tournament God. man he's he's killing it for me <laughs> i love it i hate all the the hot boy stuff but like i i think he's he's on a serious trajectory right now man
1: well the thing the thing about it is you and i were talking about show before the tournament started a uh, little little background information we actually met about two and a half weeks ago yeah uh, joel introduced us to each other we've been talking new japan and talking death matches and things like that since mm-hmm. and the thing about show is we both wanted to see him do more of an MMA inspired character, yes. something to deal with his actual love of mixed martial arts, something where he could, if if show like I said to you before, if show showed up in this tournament and just started claiming arms, mm-hmm. taking fingers, taking elbows, taking shoulders, and and just adding them to his to his you know necklace, uh, <laughs> like 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 men in Vietnam used to have ears like a, on their like like a Dolph Lundgren from Universal Soldier situation exactly if he started doing something like that man i'd be i'd be over the moon about it right now i was a big fan of show when he was in rapongi 3k Uh, i was very excited when they split up because i said this guy's gonna do something special and that something special is hitting people with with a wrench
0: that's the that's the only downside you know is you're gonna get that h.o.t haunted castle bullshit um though after the first night, you know, when Togo's in the ring and all, and all that kind of stuff, I've been pleasantly surprised when it's just a wrench or it's just cheating bullshit. I, I, I'm glad we haven't had to see the entire team every single match because that would completely exhaust me. I can deal with a, a dastardly character, you know, that's got a bit of a tap on the shoulder and you can tell is gonna be, he's going to go deep in this tournament. He may even win the thing, you know, because he's yeah. clearly maybe one of the only people in New Japan that they sort of have a vision for and a a target set for him, you know, they're doing stuff with him. Um, And so, yeah, for me, I I think I'm just relieved it hasn't
1: been as bad as I thought it was going to (laughs) be. Like, I was expecting the worst. he, He goes through most of his match hundred percent doing exactly what I want. He yeah. started out this match mm-hmm. by doing small joint manipulation on mm-hmm. Bushi's fingers and his, and his uh, wrist. Mm-hmm. And that to me is healier than anything. The house of torture does. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, and, and unfortunately for, for Bushi and, and show, I just zoned out during Bushi's entire control period. The, the crowd was so hot all night and the set, like it just this whole match just killed yeah. the crowd. And then the ref bump. Uh, the ref bump looked like the rock taking a stone cold stunt. <laughs> it he was amazing. Like a mighty fish.
0: That dude was like, whoa! He, just, he, went <laughs> he was like, This is my moment. I'm doing it.
1: Oh yeah. He went for it. He went. I mean, he dived and the he was a little bit sloppy on the landing. The Russian judge gave him an eight. He may have to settle for the bronze. But it was fantastic. It was. And Show, of course, whips out the wrench and wins via bullshit shenanigans. Mm-hmm. And my heart sank.
0: Though cool sort of heel character work after that, like
1: getting up the ref
0: and he's all discombobulated, making him hold up his arm, getting out of the ring and like seeing Bushy's clothes on the side and like smashing him over onto the ground, laughing maniacally and stuff like that. I was like, he's getting it. He's picking up steam. He's getting confidence. Because at first, for me, when he changed, his eyes just looked glazed over. I was like, is this dude like, like... Asleep, like he just looked scared and uncertain And he's definitely kind of finding his place in in what he's doing
1: Absolutely, absolutely Uh, Moving on to match number six Robbie Eagles, with one win, two points, versus El Phantasmo, with one win, two- oh, oh, oh! hello, Collie, you're on the air. Oh, g'day to the Super J-Cast. This is Robbie
0: Eagles, the Sniper of the Skies, the current one-half of the IWGP Junior Tag Team Champions. And I just wanted to wish Joel and Mally... Huge congratulations on the birth of the new boy, Arthur. Enjoy your break. Looking forward to having you guys back on the podcast. And let's hope that Lamar Reynolds scores a few hat tricks,
1: just like I'm looking to get three in a row in the best of the Super Juniors. All the best, guys. Thank you, Robbie. That was great. Robbie Eagles, thank you very much for calling into our show. <laughs> we We enjoyed your match tonight.
0: He's an absolute gentleman and... Uh, pulling back the curtain of the caller gimmick, uh, he he sent me that like an hour before he was going to the ring basically So because it's been literally full-on tour buses and everything like that. So I really appreciate Robbie's time. I appreciate Hanare's time geno's time uh and robbie also said to watch the match because there's a little eagle um sorry not an e- <laughs> i was gonna say an eagle egg but i guess that's uh, that's kind of appropriate there's a little <laughs> e- it's uh, an, eagle egg. an eagle egg in the match for the super jacus fans
1: that's awesome so the the match itself this is the first time since the super j cup two years ago uh that they've matched up uh two and zero all time record for elp against robbie eagles and this was this was great. It started out a little a little awkward. Uh, it was a cocky ELP versus a, a brimming with confidence Robbie. It was mm-hmm. big match feel, mm-hmm. and they start going like a spot for spot. Can you top this? But then they started doing like the uh, Don Fry Takayama elbows, mm-hmm. uh, which was a bit odd. They're not really like big knockout artists or anything like that. Nah, no, but they were laying a them in though. Like, yeah, I,
0: they I, were. I think uh, it just comes down to them hating each other, right? Like they're always talking shit on each other whenever they get a chance in interviews. I think Robbie Eagles called El Phantasmo El Dickhead one time, which was a big <laughs> highlight for me. You know, and they always just hate each other. So I can understand them just like degrading down to just
1: throwing forearms. Did you did you see ALP's jacket on the way down?
0: Um I saw it and it looked awesome, but like the camera for me, or at least when I was all the times I kind of caught it, didn't really get it in focus. All I saw at the end was sucks. So I imagine it probably said Rob, Robbie Eagle yeah. sucks, but
1: yeah, it said Robbie Eagle sucks. LOL, and it would scroll across there. It was it was like red red text on white background, so it didn't really show up very well. You should have gone with like a black a uh, black background for red text, but it was very funny. I think there's a video on uh, ELP's Twitter of uh, Taiji Shimori reading it for the first time and just laughing. It's very very
0: cool. <laughs> That's awesome. That's-
1: Yeah. So after after that moment, after that moment, ELP finally remembers that he's ELP, and he starts to turn up the healiness. Yeah. And that's when the fun really starts. He's he's shouting his frustration at Eagles about how Eagles won the title before him. That that was great. Uh, Robbie's speedy, high-impact offense is a perfect counter to ELP's sneaky, plodding, heelish ways. And the heelish part about ELP is that you know that he can hang in a junior-style match, but he just chooses not to. Just chooses
0: to be a dick, like when he's walking the ropes and doing all the bounces, and he flips over, and then all he does is a back rake. <laughs> or, like, or like gets a run-up from the other side of the ring, runs all the way, and then just stops, stands up, and then jumps on their nuts. like <laughs> Just like just <laughs> a real douchebag in everything he does.
1: So there was a scary spot in the match. It was. It looked like some sort of burning hammer variant that, mm. like, literally looked like Robbie got knocked silly. Man,
0: he looked like he landed uh, straight
1: on his head. Eh? I was. That was. I was. Scary, I, was scary I was
0: actually moment. really worried. Uh, and then when he kicked out or whatever, I'm like, okay, he's cool. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was. It was like a very concerning moment. Um, but that's how good these guys are. You know what I mean? It's like mm-hmm. centimeter perfect precision in everything they do, especially against each other, because um, that chemistry is literally nuts.
1: So the speaking of centimeter perfect precision, uh, Robbie turns a power bomb attempt into a hurricane run a flash pin for the win, and finally beats ELP. Yeah, you said you really enjoyed this match. Was this your match of the night?
0: Yeah, I, I think it was actually. I think it really was like. um, just, it had everything, like, from the start, all the cockiness and them outdoing each other and the Ric Flair struts and all that dumb stuff. And then just as it as it ramps up and the peril and everything like that, like, yeah. I, I really think it was mine of the Night. And also seeing that kind of uh, journey of Robbie getting to that place, you know, and, and beating him because it's been the story that they've sort of been telling for, like, a very long time.
1: It is. And I know that a lot of people get so angry at ELP, you know, when he does the... Walking the tightrope, uh, backflip to back rake, you know that sort of thing. <laughs> people, it. people go, oh, this bastard! And it's like, yeah, he's doing a great job. You know? yeah exactly and so it was really it' was really fun to see him finally get vanquished by the the valiant Robbie Eagles. Yeah.
0: the back rake kind of spots were what made me eventually like El phantasmo uh because at first I was a bit like everybody else. I'm like this guy just sucks like for me it was go away heat at first and then after a while, I was like, you're actually the best It's really
1: funny it took it took me seeing him live uh, i saw I've seen him live a couple of times and then finally when it when it really turned over for me, was watching... Uh, I, I went to a RevPro show where he faced Michael Oku for the British uh, uh, Junior Heavyweight belt, mm-hmm. and it was a fantastic moment. I'm a big fan of uh, Michael Oku. I've been with him since he was... You know, just coming out of uh, just coming out of his training, and he's he's really taken off. I would love to see him in a Bosj maybe next year or the year after. I think yeah. he's gonna he's gonna be something huge someday. But uh, yeah, that was really just seeing him live and seeing how he was able to put over Michael Oku so well. I said that guy's fantastic. Yeah,
0: uh, he he's awesome, and um and Robbie as well. Like his recent run with the the title, it was nice to see him snatch up that title. And I I don't know what the long term plans are. I would love to see Robbie win this tournament. Obviously, Australian pride and all that. But he he's just something awesome, and I I feel like he's um not done with that title by a long shot.
1: Absolutely not. And there's no reason why he should be. Robbie's one of those guys who they could put that title on for. I mean, as long as he's willing to stay in Japan.
0: Yeah. Well, really. that's it. That's it. And
1: he's he's such a fun and entertaining worker. Yeah. Uh, and I, I think that I. I The first time I saw him, I I said, this guy's awesome. You know, coming out and he's, you know, Robbie Eagles from Australia. I was like, oh, I like him already. You know, I'm a big fan of Madison Eagles from way back. So I was like, oh, great. Yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. You know, he's got the lineage to get him through.
1: Exactly. (laughs) Uh, Moving on to match number seven Mm -hmm. was Hiromu Takahashi. Two wins, four points versus El Desperado with one win, two points. And this was a rematch of my match of the year personally from 2020. Uh, they're currently two and two in singles matches, and I was so excited for this match. Uh, it it starts out 100% full of piss and vinegar. They're throwing bows. They're you know overhand slapping each other in the tits. They're they're just going at it, you know. And the, my um, they they start out with such fire and such fury that once they actually grab a wrestling hold, it's such a shock. Yeah. Uh, Desperado goes for a uh, he goes for a shoulder block takedown, and as he throws it, Hiromu turns it into some sort of, like, flying triangle choke. It was fantastic. I was like, that came out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. It was a lot of fun. Uh, so despi after, after he breaks that hold, powders out. Hiromu starts introducing him to the barricades. Uh, despi then regains control with a surprise spear. Suplexes, turns around, introduces Hiromu into the barricades as well. It's not a match. It's a fight. Despy begins working Hiromu's knee. Nasty knee breakers, dragon screws, deep half crabs. Hiromu's really struggling. Desby works on Hiromu's legs outside with a broken chair, slams him on the entryway.
0: Which which is a bit funny because when the ref comes over and eventually chastises him for the use of the chair, he kind of looks up like a kid that's been caught. He's like, "What? it's it's just a chair. And, And he's like, no, no, you need to be done. And he goes... Ah, and gets him one more time and then like kind of (laughs) walks away and i was like 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 a petulant child i don't even understand what the problem with this
1: is (laughs) yeah there's there's no weight behind this obviously this is not a problem this is not even a whole chair it's barely (laughs) like a weapon so after that romo gets back in the ring he can't throw bombs anymore he's got a weakened base he's not really standing very easily and despy's just letting himself tire himself out and then going right back to working his knee it's he's cocky He has Hiromu right where he wants him, and when Hiromu fights back, he gets even angry. He gets more vindictive. And Hiromu hits a shotgun dropkick to Despy from the apron to the outside, driving Despy into the barricade, and this is Hiromu's opening. But his leg can't take much more. He was beaten in last year's Best of Super Junior by the Numero Dos leg submission. And Hiromu's control doesn't last very long because every time that he starts to get a big power move, he lands on that leg, he jostles that leg, And he just gives out
0: Mm. and some good selling by him in in those moments. Wasn't it
1: great selling by that? And that's, that's the, you know, the thing that our, our friend Joel always looks for is if you're going to have a leg match, work a leg match. Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, this wasn't the, the normal junior leg match where you work the knee and then all of a sudden you forget everything and you're running just fine the next second. He was really selling that. Later on, Despi lands a perfect tope to Hiromu, but he hangs himself up to dry on the barricade when he does, he smashes his thighs right across the top of the uh, of the barricade, and he starts limping a bit too. But at this point, Hiromu's a mess. Uh, Guitara del on Hell can't put Hiromu away. Hiromu then reverses a Pinche Loco into the into the buckle bomb Death Valley Driver, which is probably my favorite move that he does. Yeah, Absolutely cool. fantastic. Every so time. dangerous every time. Mm-hmm. Despy tries the pinche loco again which Hiromu reverses into a triangle choke uh, Despi fights and fights he's got, he picks him up multiple times and slams Hiromu but he can't get him to break the hold these guys are just pit bulls it's fantastic Hiromu is finally able to put the pain in his leg aside and hits the apron sunset bomb uh, after a long count out tease they wearily begin throwing bombs again Despy finally he's done throwing elbows he grabs that numero Dose for the first time Hiromu's knee is dead, and he tapped at this move before. Hiromu's in trouble. Hiromu is able to reverse it to a pin, uh, uh, into a pin and break it, and when he breaks it, he grabs a triangle choke. And they begin trading pinning predicaments back and forth when finally Hiromu hits a big thrust kick in a lariat. He charges Despi, but is met with a stony straight right hand. Despi's moment is now, and the clock is starting to tick down. Wearily, they're trading finisher reversals. The clock is ticking. Victory Royale from Hiromu for two. The clock is ticking. Time bomb reversed by Despi for El Escalero. The bell rings. It's a tie. (sighs) After the match, Hiromu and Despi make a desperate promise to each other to make the final so they can do it again with no time limit. In the post-match comments, Despi says that he feels like a paper champion since his record is unimpressive since winning the belt. He wants more challengers to step up so that he can have fun proving himself. Hiromu says that he loves how angry Despi is, and he wants to make the best of the Super Juniors, the focus of New Japan fandom. More than Osprey, more than Okada, more than Shingo, more than fake belts, more than Noah. He says he wants the main event in the Tokyo Dome. It may be a stupid dream, but he doesn't care. This match killed it for me, bro. How did you feel about
0: it? Dude, it was great. Like, it was really, really cool. Those two, we talk about chemistry in the last match, and... These two are always going to have bangers. Their rivalry has gone on for quite some time now and it's always charged. I messaged you because the the feed for me did not have the subtitles. The way I watch it, for whatever reason, it didn't. Um, and so when they were talking in the ring, I didn't know what they said. And I messaged you, like, I wish I knew what they said right now because I, I could tell it was something along those lines, you know, but I didn't really know. And and hearing that, it's just even more poetic, you know. The the story continues. Um, now, I, I would love to see them go to the finals and and beat it out with no time restrictions at all. Whether like somebody like Show plays a spoiler to that, we're gonna have to wait
1: and see. So let me go through the standings right now, and we'll get some Please. we'll get some thoughts on where everything's going. Mm-hmm. Sitting atop the mountain right now is Show with eight points. How do you feel about Show so far?
0: So, as I said, I think, think Show's on a trajectory to, to maybe even win this whole thing. I think he's got the most kind of like uh, character direction and he's had the most changes. So, he's kind of like the big push for me. Yeah, I think he'd probably be my favorite to win and pl- to play a spoiler. Um, for sure.
1: Okay, next up we've got Yoshinobu Kanemaru and Taiji Shimori tied with six points. How do you feel about Yoshinobu Kanemaru? Mm-hmm. A wily veteran.
0: He's not going to win, but I always enjoy his matches and his
1: shenanigans and his uh, drinking. How about Taiji Shimori?
0: Big mask improvement. I don't think he's going to come close to winning. I think he's sort of had his time with the belt and everything like that. He's another one that I'd maybe like to see in a, you know, a junior tag or something like that. Maybe rejig the teams a little bit with all the
1: Um, House of Torture guys leaving, maybe there's a different spot for him in Bullet Club. Next up, we have Hiromu with five points. How do you feel about Hiromu's tournament so far?
0: Yeah, I mean, Hiromu can always go all the way, right? Like, he... I I think he's going to be... It's going to come down in numbers right at the end, you know? And you're going to see him right up in there in the final if not winning the
1: whole thing. We've got a big log jam next up. We've got Doki, Taguchi, Bushi, and Eagles, all with four points. How do you feel about Doki's tournament so far?
0: Doki's killing it. Again, I don't think he's going to win or even sniff at that, but this has been like a really good tournament to kind of have a bit of a showing as to what he can do. I love the idea of him and Kanemaru as a tag.
1: That would be awesome. Him and Kanemaru as a tag, or maybe they can do some sort of thing where they put together a never six-man run with Doki. Mm -hmm. That would be sick. Next up, Ryusuke Gucci. How do you feel about Taguchi's tournament?
0: Um Tegucci's exactly what I said. He is a crucial part of it. he He's not going to win. He can pull out a, a banger occasionally. But yeah, he's just there for a good time and a rest night for the most part, I think.
1: And how about Bushi's tournament so far? Four points.
0: Uh, I think I summed it up best when I sent you a text of a Venn diagram of Bushi's match. One side said best looks. Other side said most boring. And then in the center said Bushi.
1: And that's how I see him. <laughs> we're going to play a game with that a little bit later on. I came up with a, a Venn diagram for each member of the best of the Super Juniors tournament this year. I'm going to give you the two sides, and you tell me who's smack dab in the middle of the wait. circle. I can't wait. This we're, is going to be so fun. We're going to play with that I'm, in a second. I'm ready for it. I'm ready. Uh, next up, Robbie Eagles. How do you feel about Robbie's tournament? Man, Robbie is obviously somebody
0: I, I count as a friend. Uh, I I want the absolute best for him. I think he's probably going to be cemented in that junior tag division for a bit, doing the Flying Tigers thing with Tiger Mask, which I, I know he'd be absolutely stoked with. You can learn so much from Tiger Mask. So, I don't actually know if this tournament will be his to win. That said, I would absolutely love it if it was, and I could definitely see him winning one one day, for sure.
1: I would love to see him win. Uh, the thing about Robbie is, he's got such a different style. He is a high flyer, but he'll grab your leg, and he'll do, you know, a 450 to your leg yeah. before he throws on a leg submission. Yeah. It's so wild. It's It's something that's so... Out of sorts for all these other all these other competitors, yeah. and uh, I love that about him. And that's something that's my, uh, my partner on on my podcast, the Smart Foundation Podcast. Uh, Shane mm-hmm. is a big Bret Hart fan. Yes. And I said, what if I what if I mix something like Will Osprey and Bret Hart? And he goes, What the hell are you actually talking about? Yeah. And so, what if we had someone who could do the four fifties splashes and things like that? But he's going to do it to your knee before he throws on a knee submission. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Okay hit me so I, I i gave him a couple of matches from last year's best of super juniors uh his match against desperado yeah. his match against show and his match against uh hiromu takahashi and he says yeah this guy's fantastic i like this guy
0: it, it sums so, him up perfectly he's like an aerial submission artist you know like it's and sniper of the skies is as a result the perfect moniker for him you know what i mean he exactly. targets the, those areas and he he attacks them until yeah he just tapping people out you normally think of. Uh, High flying wrestlers, as that's going to be their finish and stuff. But he—he's all about submissions and grappling and stuff. He's just such a restless wrestler, man. He's really, really smart,
1: really, really. Now uh, Despy is sitting next at three points. How do you feel about the the? Junior Heavyweight Champions Tournament so far, sitting at one and a half wins. Mm. It's kind of a
0: a little bit expected. Like, you kind of think he's going to be dominant, but they never really are super dominant. They always will sit well in the mix, but they're not going to win it because, I mean, they're essentially winning a match against themselves. You know what I mean? And he could do it and they pick their own challenger, but it's not really as exciting. So I think he's going to probably continue to be screwed over a bit. He'll get some really dominant wins, like, later in the contest. But I think... It probably, I, I haven't looked at the matches and seen how like the layout or, or stagger of the matches go, but I think he'll probably end up getting screwed over either in numbers or whatever. And you'll see like a show Hiromu, and then maybe they can have their big rematch at Wrestle Kingdom, or maybe show spoils everything.
1: Desby Hiromu at the dome. It fills me with a girlish glee <laughs> to think of that. I am My heart is a flutter waiting for that match. Just giggling my motherfucking ass off. <laughs> That's true. Uh, next up. Watto, two points. Master Watto, what do you think so far?
0: I like to see him improving and things like that, but yeah, he's not ready for nothing just yet.
1: He's got, got a little bit of a way to go. Yeah, he's still he's still kind of becoming a man. He's only 24 yeah, years old. He's exactly. a baby. He's got plenty of time. You know, people are saying, oh, this guy's a geek and things. like." No, no, no. He's a kid. Yeah. Just wait. Yeah, exactly
0: right. And look at who he's got around him to teach him. You know what I mean? Like, imagine that being your your training partners. Imagine that roster being the guys that you're regularly in there with. You're tagging with guys, you know, seasoned legends, you know, like it, mm-hmm. they know how to
1: groom talent, you know.
0: He'll get, he'll get yep. there. He'll
1: get there. He'll get there. Mm-hmm. Uh, ELP, uh, one win, two points. How do you feel about ELP so far?
0: really like ELP again I don't think he he's in the mix at the very end but I love all the stuff he's doing with like the loaded boot and everything like that and you know it even hurts him and stuff like like with with everything he's doing like uh, and I think it's really clever uh, and I think there's going to be bigger things for ELP but I don't think it's necessarily
1: within this tournament and finally yo with zero points, zero wins, and zero reason to even continue in the tournament how do, how do you feel about him so far
0: I think uh, yeah he will maybe continue that way he may pick up an upset win or or two, but I don't think they've got any plans for yo is he even still in chaos like does he even wrestle there anymore? do you even go here yo we don't know so.
1: <laughs> that was great. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah, I, I think you've just summed it up perfectly. Yeah. I mean, you and I have a lot of similar views, so I think uh, everything you everything you are saying is everything <laughs> I wanted to hear. Yeah,
0: exactly. You. It was a test. It was a friendship test. <laughs>
1: okay. okay. So let's get to our Venn diagram Let's game, do it. Eh? Let's do it. This to be fun. All right. So I will name the two sides of the circle, mm-hmm. and you name the wrestler who is sitting smack dab in the middle of that Venn diagram. Are you ready? I am ready. Okay. First up, Jin from Tekken is one side of the circle. And the other side says, Sid, the sadistic neighbor from Toy Story. <laughs> Who is a mixture of Jin from Tekken and Sid, the sadistic neighbor from Toy Story?
0: Oh, man. I'm not a huge Tekken guy. I'm trying to remember which one Jin is. Uh, is it
1: Taiji Shimori? It is not Taiji Shimori. That is Sho. oh Sho <laughs> yeah, is the... God damn it. <laughs> that's a tough one to begin with. That nah, that's close. Um, I get it. I get it, though. How about uh, one side says Prada... And the other side says, Pin Eater. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> no, that's no. Bushy. Bushy. Oh, you can't do Bushy again. We already know Bushy. <laughs> yeah, but mine, mine rhymes. Yeah, yeah. I I didn't, yeah didn't yours mind. is pretty was... good.
0: Yours is pretty good. Yeah. I'm going to be terrible at this. I'm bad at guessing games. So.
1: Okay, okay. Here we go. The dude who sold you skunk weed in eighth grade. And the other side says, Photosensitive epilepsy triggers.
0: <laughs> it's El Fantasma.
1: That is El Fantasmo.
0: As my wife calls him Phantasm.
1: <laughs> I've seen that movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's Man like, she's like I love Phantasm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Next up, uh, we've got protein shakes on one side. Mm-hmm. And on the other side, it says the Madonna song like a virgin. <laughs> that That's going to be yo. That's Yo. <laughs> Okay, next up, uh, one side says Ip Man and the other side says Violet Beauregard from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Ip Man, did you say? I did say Ip Man Man. and Violet Beauregard from Willy Wonka.
0: Jesus Christ. I don't get either (laughs) of these references at all. Oh,
1: no. I'm Australian. You've got to be gentle with me with the references. Australia's never seen Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory? No, no, I've never seen Ip Man oh bro get on it man those
0: are cool what is it hang on
1: is it, is it like man. a kung fu movie
0: yeah oh okay it's, it's definitely watto
1: <laughs> that is watto very good
0: if i was going to do up. watto it would have been speaking to the manager
1: and the color blue <laughs> speaking to the manager and sonic the hedgehog yeah, yeah, yeah that would have worked <laughs> all right next up yeah. innovative high impact offense And the other side says, only getting to actually use it once a year. (laughs) (laughs) Kanemaru? Doki. Oh,
0: I I feel like it uses it more than that.
1: Well, he uses it for one tournament a year.
0: Yeah, well, that's true.
1: That's (laughs) true. But yeah, Doki's awesome. Uh, Next up, soccer player haircut. And on the other side, it says, your drunk uncle at a a family party. That's Kanemaru. (laughs) That's Kanemaru. (laughs) Yeah. All right. This one you're going to get right away. Uh, one side says Shredder from the Ninja Turtles, and the other <laughs> side says Dash from the Incredibles. <laughs> That's Taji Ishimori. That's Taiji Ishimori. Yeah, 100%. All right. Uh, next up. One side says High School Science Teacher, and the other side says My Wife's Incognito Google Search History.
0: Who's even left? Um, I would have to say that's Toguchi, right?
1: That is Toguchi. My wife loves butts.
0: Can somebody explain right. to me the Oh My and Garfunkel? Like, um, no. where, where's that? <laughs> I don't think they can. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. All right. I'm sure
1: somebody can. Yeah. Uh, Hit me up, people. Doesn't, doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. Uh, next up. The dude who dates your sister. And on the other side, it says a cartoon cowboy train bandit. It's definitely Robbie Eagles. That's Robbie Eagles. It's yeah. a lot of bandanas. He does so many bandanas. He knows he has a lot this, of bandanas. I have this theory, okay, that Robbie yeah. his his bandanas are like the triggers. Like when you're playing a video game, and like the the bad guy's armor starts falling off, the more you hit yes. him. Yeah. You know, the more bandanas fly off, Robbie, the closer he is to getting pinned. Yeah, yeah. A lot. Like if, if you were fighting bandanas, Johnny, you dip. can't pin him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, next up, Iggy Pop. And Elton John are the two.
0: Iggy Pop and Elton John. Who's even left? I thought we were there.
1: That is. Oh,
0: I've run out of contestants. I'm trying to think. Is
1: it Hiromu? It is Hiromu. Yes. Absolutely. And the last one is my favorite one. One side says, doesn't give a shit about you. And the <coughs> other side says, still wants to break your leg. <laughs>
0: It's El Desperado. surely. that's El Desperado. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds about right. So that's
1: yeah. That's that's exactly what I, it's like. Man, Desperado doesn't care. Still wants to hurt you. Yeah, that's exactly what he does. All right. So that was my Venn diagram game where we broke down uh, the a, a graph, an easy to understand graph, unless you're Australian. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Just a few uh, references that will be on my head. So I'm sure everybody at home was screaming along. Immediately knowing the answers, but that was still super fun, man. Thank you.
1: Why don't you play Tekken? Play Tekken. Oh, I mean, I play. I definitely
0: played Tekken way back in the day, like on on PlayStation and stuff like that. Um, But I don't actively play it now, so the name had just fallen well away from me since it was because it's literally been like original PlayStation since I played Tekken, or the occasional arcade, you know.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't own any video game playing things anymore. I just play Warhammer like a nerd. Yeah, so yeah, exactly. Oh,
0: well, yeah. Uh,
1: so that's uh, that's the end of our coverage of day four mm-hmm. of the Best of the Super Juniors tournament. Uh, if people wanted to hear more from you, where would they be able to hear you?
0: Oh, thank you, man. Uh, you can check out Faces and Feels Pro Wrestling Podcast at Faces Feels Cast on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Or you can go to slash faces and feels. A um, little bit of trivia. I found out how to host my podcast thanks to Joel from the Super J cast. Because when I wanted to start, I didn't know what to do or how to do it. And he recommended Red Circle. And then that in turn puts me on all of the main platforms that you can go to. So you can find it Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, blah, 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 blah. Um, but yeah, Red Circle dot com slash faces and feels you can click listen on and select anything you want so uh thanks again for that piece of advice joel and congratulations tell people where to find yourself curtis
1: uh you can find my podcast on all the beautiful places where podcasts live uh my podcast is the smart foundation podcast we are a positive pro wrestling podcast we got kind of tired of people having all the negativity about uh the the various large corporations you know the ones And uh, so, what we do, my my partner and I, Shane, will uh, talk about the things that we love about pro wrestling, what got us into pro wrestling, and um, why we love it, why we're thankful for it, and that's what we do. You can find us on uh, uh, no, sorry, not Stitcher. You can find us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify. We are on Facebook at the Smart Foundation Debate Dungeon. Uh, ask, answer the questions and we'll let you in. Uh, make sure you answer the questions. They're very easy questions to answer. Please don't just ignore them and think that you're getting in because we won't let you. Uh, you can also find us on Instagram at the smart foundation. You can find me on Instagram at L destructo 83. And, um, yeah, that's just come and uh, come and have a conversation with us about pro wrestling and why you love it. That's what we like to hear.
0: It's a great group uh, on the Facebook. Uh, once Curtis and I were match made from Joel, I joined up and got to know him. I've been through all their episodes and it's a really great listen everybody. So make sure you check that out. And as always, make sure you stay tuned to the super J cast. The regular guys will be back next week. I believe it is Curtis.
1: Uh, I think so. Unless they're going to have uh unless they're going to have booze leprechaun fill in again, which I mean, she was doing great. So uh, that would be welcome, but I, I do miss Joel and Damon.
0: Yeah, uh, shout out to the guys last week. They absolutely killed it. But yeah, I'll be looking forward to having Joel and Damon back. And yeah, thanks for letting us have the keys to the kingdom for a little bit. This was a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, we really appreciate it, man. This was uh, when I got that email that said that we were going to be doing this. I got all tingly. And uh, I'm glad I made a new friend out of it. This was really cool.
0: It was, man. It's definitely not going to be the last time we're going to speak for sure. We'll uh, probably keep popping up on each other's shows or something like that. So Absolutely. Yeah. So all the Super Jcast listeners out there, thank you for your time. And I think I can do the sign-off for both of us when I say on behalf of the smart Foundation, on behalf of the Super Jcast, and on behalf of Faces and Feels, remember it's all about peace, love, and pro wrestling. Hi. Thanks for calling. Unfortunately, the Super J cast is close for the evening. If you could please leave a message after the beep, Joel and Damon will return your call at their earliest convenience. Hey Joel, Chris Charlton here, just to say congratulations on having the second baby. Um, I appreciate there's probably a lot of sleepless nights right now. Um, but it does get more joyful and, uh, you know, a little bit easier the more time goes on, I think. Um, Congratulations again. Thanks for everything you do uh, in the community and with the podcast. And uh, all the best. This has been a Count Out Podcast.